Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Live. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Kenya Kelly, and we're going to explore TikTok content marketing. You're going to love this. By the way, if you want to reach me, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Here's Michael's tip of the week. You know how every year you make your list of goals and achievements that you want to get done? Well, have you ever made a list of things you actually want to stop doing? I call it a stopping list. I think this is a very powerful concept to wrap your mind around. Make a list of the things you no longer want to do. By making this list, by simply writing it down, it will increase the chances that you'll actually stop doing the things you don't want to do anymore. And when that time is freed, when it becomes available in its place, you can begin to start something new rather than starting something new and not stopping anything and then having everything done really with just half the effort that it requires. So consider making a stopping list and thank me later. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. All right, let's transition over to this week's brand new interview with Kenya Kelly. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Kenya Kelly. If you don't know who Kenya is, She's a branding and video marketing expert who helps entrepreneurs grow their businesses online. She wrote the book, Before You Quit Your Job, A Strategic Guide to Entrepreneurs, and she hosts the Kenya Kelly Podcast. Kenya, welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much, Michael. I'm so glad to be here. Today, Kenya and I will explore using content on TikTok to grow your business. Now, Kenya, I would love to hear your story. I know that there's got to be an exciting story here. So start wherever you want. Lead us up to how in the world you got started on TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. So my business background is I've always had it. It's in my DNA. I mean, I sold candy as a kid for five. Like I bought it for five cents and sold it for 25 But my business literal background started in network marketing, where I was recruited in college and taught how to build build businesses, do presentations in front of the room, recruit people, sell all the things. But what happened was after the network marketing thing happened, I realized I had something with the way that I see things. And so like my mind works in pictures. If you talk to me for five minutes, I've got this whole business plan, branding plan kind of built out and like like mentally and I could write it out for someone. So as a result of watching people kind of use things like Periscope and Facebook Live about five years ago, I said to myself, you know, I like my job, but I know that I can be a successful entrepreneur. And I've always kind of wanted to have my own branding and marketing agency, mm-hmm. but wasn't sure how that would work. So I started out on things like Periscope, just teaching people how to build a personal brand. I didn't have a business. I, did, I couldn't design anything. I was just teaching. And what ended up happening was hundreds of people wanted me to design their brands for them. They wanted me to, to help them with strategies. And I realized I'm going to give away all this money to somebody else if I don't launch my own agency. And so I kept teaching, built an email list. Did you start off on Periscope then? Is that what you were doing? You're going live and talking about these very concepts? Yeah, I was just teaching on Periscope with no products or anything. Interesting. And then keep going with the story. What did you do after that? Yeah. So then we launched an agency called If You Branded. I was telling people about it, but we didn't have anything yet. But we like we built a brand quiz like because I was learning email marketing and people started taking this quiz. Well, finally, September 1st of 2016, we launched our firm and hit $10,000 our first month designing brands for entrepreneurs. Wow, that's awesome. And most of your marketing came through the live video stuff that you were doing. Is that correct? 100%. Yep. So then somewhere along the line, you kept growing the business and TikTok came into the equation. So tell us the rest of the story. Yeah. So a couple of years into branding, I learned about Shalene Johnson. Of course, everybody loves Shalene. She's amazing. And I, Yes. And I enrolled into her academy, started doing the thing with her, like learning and growing. And two years ago, her and Brock started talking about TikTok. And I love her and I listen to what she says, but I couldn't quite understand what was happening with the app. But it wasn't until the pandemic hit seven months ago and I was dealing with fear. I just thought I was going to die from the coronavirus. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm a God girl. And I felt like I heard God tell me to get on TikTok. And I was like, well, what does God know about TikTok? And I was like, well, maybe (laughs) all things, maybe he created TikTok. There you go. And so I said, just in case I'm hearing him right, let me just get on. And so I got on as a way of escape to get like to be entertained. But after posting a couple videos, I turned into the entertainment. And that's what happened. So Shalene and her son got you inspired. And then you started, gosh, I mean, we're recording this in late October of 2020. So did you start messing around with TikTok in the spring of 2020? Is that about when you started consuming it? In March. Okay. And then did you start creating content right out of the gate or what did you do in the beginning? 
So at first I was just binge watching, laughing at all the cat videos, all the people doing the crazy things. And I think what I saw a girl do a dance and I'm a big time dancer, but I've never danced on social media before because it wasn't part of, it's not a part of Facebook or Instagram, but I was like, well, they're doing it. So let me do it. And I was just doing it to have fun. Okay. So then what happened? So I ended up getting to my first 1000 followers within our first maybe three weeks. But the real kicker was there was a young lady, white girl who went to a black church for the very first time. And it was her first time experiencing how black people shout in church, which is very, very dramatic. And so (laughs) I'm watching this video and I'm like, this girl has got it. And I'm laughing and decide to do what's called a duet, what's a side by side. And so I watch her and I'm laughing. And within 24 hours, we had like 3,000 followers. In a week, it was 10,000 followers, all from this one video. And my marketing kicked in. I said, wait a minute, there's something to this. Okay, so keep going. So tell us more. I I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, so what ends up happening from there is I was like, okay, hold on. This got to be more than this entertainment. So I started searching marketing, branding, And I realized there were hundreds of marketers already on TikTok building their businesses with massive followings. And I said, okay, we got to slow down on the dancing and start doing content creation. But I realized that TikTok is an entertainment platform. So I said, well, I'm going to educate while I entertain. I'm going to dance, crack up and do fun things, but I'm going to teach branding and marketing. And when I started doing that, it was a slow climb because people were used to me being funny with the dances. But then I had videos just start taking off, just going viral because people wanted to learn how to build their businesses. Yeah. And it's a funny story. You know, as we're recording this, there was this guy on a skateboard drinking like crayon apple. You know this story? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. This guy was on a skateboard playing this song from like the the 80s. And I don't remember, maybe even the 70s. Really cool, you know, little basically just a guy on a skateboard drinking some uh, cranberry apple uh, ocean spray or something. Right. And then all of a sudden, like this thing blew up, right? And all of a sudden I see I see commercials about it and I'm like, all right, is Ocean Spray behind this or is this somebody else? And it just, stuff happens like that on TikTok, right? And all of a sudden some everyday person doing something all of a sudden can get gargantuous. I mean, am I right or am I wrong with this? Absolutely. TikTok is a whole different animal. You can go viral for some of the dumbest things. And granted, he was just having fun. He wasn't planning on going viral. Right. But he did. Right. He absolutely. Did. All right. Well, let's talk. We're going to spend a lot of time here talking about creating content on TikTok strategically, right? Because I think a lot of businesses are watching from afar because they don't understand TikTok. A lot of marketers are like, uh, I'm not sure this is for me. And they probably had some of the very same thoughts that you probably had, Kenya, before you decided to go on TikTok. Yep. So, Let's start with my very first question uh, beyond your story, which is what is it about TikTok that marketers and businesses need to know? Yeah. So number one, when I look at any social media platform as business owners, the number one thing we want is visibility. We need to get our products and services or our brands in front of more people. Well, TikTok is in the infancy stage of things. You know, you've had like Facebook with its infancy moment, Snapchat and Instagram. Well, TikTok is a whole different animal. Yes, there are a lot of young people on the platform, but you've got 4 billion people have downloaded this app to be entertained. And so as marketers, we have an opportunity to get ourselves in front of 4 billion people and present our message at like 
uh, as a commercial like we do on Instagram. But the thing about TikTok is it has this algorithm that is something I've never seen before where you can go viral from like one eight second piece of content very fast. And I know that TikTok disclosed, at least in America, that they have 100 million Americans that are using the app. I don't know if that's monthly or weekly, but I know that that was disclosed back when there was talk of of an acquisition of TikTok. So at least in America, and I know we have a global audience, that's a big chunk of the country. That's like probably about a third of America. So, and it's, it's growing. So is there any other reasons why businesses and marketers ought to consider TikTok other than the fact that it's just kind of growing and new and exciting? Well, I would say because like, you know, the virality of a video, like I love paying for ads on Facebook and Instagram, but you have, of course, hundreds and thousands of influencers that you can get your your message in front of and they can partner with you. But outside of paying for things, you can, as businesses, just create content and go viral for free. All it costs you is the time. And this is what I love about TikTok is the default setting on TikTok when you open it is it shows you content from people that you probably have never seen before, right? I think they call it the for you category. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Yep, for you page. Yep. And that tends to be people that no one that you've never heard of before. And that is what makes it really unique. And probably the best way to explain this is when you're on YouTube and along the right panel, you've got suggested videos from people you probably have never heard of before, right? So very similar to YouTube, TikTok does a great job of lifting new content to people somehow based on what they're interested in. And I have no idea how the algorithm works, but my guess is there must be some like kinds of content that TikTok is watching people create and then it knows that they're interested in these things. Do you have any sense of how that works? Yeah. So one of the things that I've learned is when you first log onto the platform, TikTok doesn't know you. And so you have to tell TikTok who you are. And so let's just say that first piece of content is a dog video. Well, if you watch that content all the way through, you're telling TikTok you like videos like this. Mm. If you watch a piece of content for three seconds and you scroll past it, then you're saying, hey, I really don't want to see stuff like this. So if you're always watching videos that talks about the stock market or motivation or yoga, you're telling the algorithm, I want to see more videos about this. But in addition to that, the way that hashtags work on the platform is that if you're using certain hashtags and you're telling people, hey, push my content to people that like that hashtag, but also give me content like that. So for me, I see a lot of dance videos, a lot of marketing videos, because those are the videos I interact with. How long is the average duration or what's the range of how long a video can be on TikTok? So at this very moment of the recording is 60 seconds. Okay. And is there a minimum? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Okay. So are most of, it seems like most of them are shorter than 60 seconds though. Is that a fair thing? Cause it seems totally. like most of them are probably 10, 10 to 15 seconds or something like that. Well, we would say about seven to 15 seconds. If it's really good, you can go to 60, but most people are right at that seven second mark. Okay, cool. So we've kind of talked about the advantage to marketers. And really, I think the advantage is it sounds like it's kind of a greenfield opportunity because most of the content on there, my guess, is consumer-based, fun, and entertaining content. But there is an opportunity to create different types of content. And it sounds like you're finding that kind of content and other people are finding that kind of content. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. It's like, you know, there's doctors on there with plastic surgeons and you wouldn't think that they would be on TikTok, but they found creative ways to get their message in front of their audience. So even if you're not a dancer or a singer, 
It's like it's just it's allowing you to use creativity to market your message. So let's spend some time talking about the different kinds of content that you can create that anyone who's listening right now can create on TikTok. What are the different types of content? Yeah. So one of the most popular forms of content on TikTok is copycat content. Now, with uh, places like Facebook and Instagram, they really don't want you to copy their stuff. But on TikTok, it's a it's normal that you you're copying content, not 100 percent, but you're doing what other people are doing. And then you revise it to fit whatever it is your business. Let's zoom in on that for a second. So what do you mean by that? Explain that a little bit more for people who have never been on TikTok before. Like they may not understand what that means by copycat. Maybe explain that a little bit more. Yeah. So let's just talk about kind of dancing. So there's like these little trending dances that may be 15 seconds. And so someone does it and then everyone starts using that same sound and they're repeating that dance and putting it on their page. Right. And that's like the normal. Then you've got content like the guy with the cranberry with the uh, skateboard. Right. As a result of him going viral and all that happening, you've got all these people that have now gotten on skateboards and done the exact same thing, except they are choosing to fall on the skateboard. So instead of going all the way through and it being fine, they fall and their content goes viral. And I've also seen people on a horse. I've seen uh, Carly Simon, I think is the name of the woman who sang the song. I saw yep. her putting roller skates on. So I guess the idea with this copycat content is you're inspired by it, right? And exactly. the idea is you're using the soundtrack, but you're getting creative and kind of inspired from the original source. Is that kind of the idea? Exactly. So you can do exactly what the original did, or you can change it up a little bit. Got it. Now, all of a sudden, when these copycat content kind of begins to go viral, does the algorithm seem to show people these videos like one after the other? Does it somehow know how, that they're kind of related to each other and just show you a whole bunch of them all in one shot? Or how does that work exactly? So it depends on multiple factors. So one, if uh, if you interacted with the content that, that uses that sound, that Carly Simon song, right. then yes, they're going to continue to show you more people just like that over and over and over again. But it's also dependent upon the hashtag. So let's just say that guy used hashtag I love cranberries. Mm -hmm. Well, anyone that interacts with a hashtag that says I love cranberries is going to be pushed out that piece of content from him. Right. And so it, 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 it does show you things over and over and over again based upon that song and that video. But it's really more so what you're interacting with. It's not necessarily going to just flood your feed with all cranberry you know, people on skateboards. Now, with the copycat content, is it suggested that marketers get creative if they see something trending? I mean, they may not know. They might. How do you even know, first of all, that you should copycat something? Let's start there. Honestly, you don't know. You just do it. You know, there's, oh, a, really? there's okay. a song. Yeah. So there's like at this very moment where people are kind of just like coming into a room dancing really dumb and they're saying little dumb things. Like I have a video that shows me dancing. I said, this is me walking into the office, getting ready to type a per my last email message, which is kind of like a petty message. And people are just using a trend and saying, hmm, I wonder if I change it a little bit this way, this is what can happen. You see what I mean? Yeah, totally. So it sounds like this copycat stuff that you're talking about is a major part of TikTok. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. It's the stuff like you could ride the wave almost, right? Yes. Like that is that is probably how I built like 50,000 followers. <laughs> wow. Know, copycat content. Okay. So that's one type of content. What other types of content are people creating on TikTok? So educational content, which is very similar to what we have done on Facebook and Instagram, where for... 10, 15 seconds, maybe 60 seconds, we're teaching on podcasting or how to use Instagram or email lists. There is also where people are teaching fitness, 
whether like you're doing 60 second clips of how to get a better bod. That's probably the stuff Shalene Johnson is doing, right? Well, no, Shalene is having a ball. She is having a good old dancing time on TikTok. Okay, so uh, we've got to ask a question on the educational content. A lot of people are like, how can I create an educational video that's only like 10 seconds or whatever long? Mm-hmm. Yep, so many times, at least once a day, I will post a video that says, three tips for building a brand on TikTok, three tips for launching a podcast. Mm. And so first I'll have like a three second clip that says three tips on this, and then it'll clip to the first tip. Make sure you have the fonts for your logo and then it'll flip to the, the, the next three seconds. And so I lo- usually spend about maybe 15 seconds with the three branding tips, or I may say three ways to grow your email list, have a freebie. And it's just kind of like, It's just little bitty things in the bite size instead of like these 30 minute videos we do on Facebook. This reminds me of infographics back in the day. Like, I don't know, you know, some people listening like these infographics were like just simple little factoids that were in a big graphic, you know, that were popular on Pinterest back in the day. So I guess the idea here is just to provide a little bit of value to people. And I would imagine some of this. Some of this stuff is probably food related. Like I bet you there's a lot of people out there showing creative ways to open certain kinds of like pineapples and fruits and cooking and stuff. I mean, is that kind of stuff also there? Absolutely. And that was probably one of my first viral videos. I I hit 1 million views in probably a week and it was showing a different way to strain your food in the sink. It's so (laughs) dumb, but it hit a million views in a week. I was like, whoa, this is insane. But I learned it on TikTok. Fascinating. Okay. So we've got copycat content. We've got educational content. What else? Then you've got business content. So it's like, it's the, the same way v- Gary V will do his 15 second videos where it's like he does on Instagram is the same thing we do on TikTok, except you are creating it on on the platform. So if you want to launch an event, here are three ways, five ways, seven ways to launch a successful event. So business stuff. So when you say the kind of stuff people do on Instagram, I'm thinking like when I think of Instagram stories, a lot of that stuff is kind of just like day in the life behind the scenes kind of stuff. Is that what mm-hmm. you mean or is this something different? It's something different. It's like when we think about the Instagram feed, right? right. If we have a piece of content that we're going to leave there forever, we want it to be shareable, right? Mm. So a lot of times we will have these little graphics that say, or in the carousel, three tips for launching a personal brand. Got and it. when you swipe, it's like tip number one, make sure you have this. Swipe tip number two. And so when you're talking about business content, food content, anything of that nature, Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get people hooked into that first piece and one in the last two. And so if that first one is really good. They'll watch that video all the way to the end or they'll or you'll tell them, go to my YouTube channel or something like that. You're like you're baiting them in from so they can want more from you. Got it. OK. Is there any other types of content we ought to explore? Yep, there is live stream, very similar to all the other live stream platforms where you're able to go live and talk to all the followers that are there. The beautiful thing about that is, is that not only do the people get an alert that follow you, but anybody scrolling the For You page is going to see that you're live too. Interesting. So the For You page, do they have to be your followers to see your live or how does that work exactly? Nope. There's two different pages. There's the following page, the people that you are currently following. And then the For You page is the page where TikTok is pushing out the content. So they're constantly trying to push your content to people. How in the world do they know what you're talking about when you're live to put it out there and to know who to put it to? Do you have any sense of how that works? I'm not sure about that. I would think that if someone has followed a hashtag or interacted with 
a business hashtag, then that's what they put it out to. Because before you hit live, you actually put a title of your video. Uh, okay. And so I noticed on my lives, a lot of people want business business advice. And so I think that's what's happening. Is it similar to Instagram stories as far as the live experience? Yeah, I would say so. Now, the difference would be that, of course, you've got people that are coming on your live that don't know you, where, whereas with Instagram, only the people that are there are following you. Right. Um, you can't necessarily do like an interview or anything like that. You can make money on live stream on TikTok where people can send you gifts and things of that nature. Huh. They can share you like they can tag people to come into your live. So let's just say someone is live and they tag Oprah. If Oprah happens to be on TikTok in that moment, she's going to get an alert to come and watch King and Kelly live. So do you have to tag them before you go live or do you have the option to tag someone while you are live or can someone else tag someone else? Do you understand what I'm at? Like, is there a comment stream where somebody can be tagged? Absolutely. So we can't tag them, but all of the people watching your video can tag. Ah, okay, cool. All right. So there's a lot of different options is what I'm what I'm hearing from you. Do we need to be like entertaining and funny with all of our content? Because obviously that's the question a lot of people are wondering, do they have to be like super hilarious or have a great voice or dance or whatever? Is that necessary? (laughs) No, I would at least do if let's just say you're doing three pieces of content per day. I would make one educational, one kind of entertaining and another just you being yourself. But you don't want to be quote unquote boring because it's an entertainment app, but you don't have to go and act like you're Ellen DeGeneres. You get to be your your fun, quirky, creative self. Do you have any sense of how long a piece of content could run for? Is it hours, days, weeks? Do you have any sense of that? Honestly, I have pieces of content that I put out on TikTok six months ago and TikTok recirculates it. Wow. So it's almost like YouTube. It's got a really long tail, doesn't it? Absolutely. All right. So we've talked a lot about the different kinds of content you can create. How do we find content? Because I would imagine if I'm going to go on TikTok and start messing around, I might want to look for some inspiration. Do you have any sense of where we can go to, to find ideas for content? So the number one tip I would give someone is to get onto the app and at the bottom of the screen, you'll see a magnifying glass. That's going to take you to the discover page. On that page is going to show you the top trending videos, trending hashtags of the day, the week, the month. So you can scroll that page and get a ton of content ideas. But the most strategic way is on that same page at the top, there's a search bar and you can type in there surgeon, doctor, lawyer, business consultant, or whatever it is you want to search. And the moment you hit search, it's going to show you the top videos, the top users, the top sounds, and you're able to click and look and see what people are doing in your field or whatever you just searched. How sophisticated is the search? Like what if I wanted to type in something like Instagram or Facebook or social media marketing? I mean, can you put multiple words inside of there or is it more like just a hashtag kind of a search? No, it's, it's you can search anything. It's like Facebook. You can you go in there, and you put in social media marketing world. If someone has said that, then it's going to pull up content about that. Fascinating. Can you also search for hashtags if you want to as well? Yep, you sure can. That's one of the most popular things is the hashtags. So let's talk about the hashtags a little bit. Like, how does that work exactly? And how do you put a hashtag on a video? Does it display on the video or is it something that's like a caption or how is that exactly? How does that work? So the way that it works is like a caption. So you have your video and then you have a little box where you're able to write whatever your video is about. And then in that space, you can also put hashtags. Now you're limited to a character count. I don't know what that is, but most people go all the way up to the end. And so in that box, when you put the hashtags, what's going to happen is it's going to do a couple of things. One, that if you use hashtag Kenya Kelly, for example, 
anyone that has used that hashtag before, then TikTok is going to push that piece, that video out to that person because they have used that hashtag before. Oh, fascinating. So it kind of indicates what you're interested in. Oh, absolutely. So like if I use a hashtag, I might start seeing stuff that I might not want to see. (laughs) So be careful about which hashtags I use, right? Yes. And it happens all the time because people will use random hashtags that are hot just to get their videos there. So that definitely happens to everybody all the time. Do you recommend getting real specific with hashtags or what's your thoughts on that? You know, so when I think about what, what happens with TikTok and these hashtags, when if I'm trying to go viral, I will use hashtags that can potentially, one, make me go viral, two, potentially help me to reach who I'm trying to reach. So when my content is talking to the new entrepreneur, I will use the hashtag new entrepreneur. But that's also a very, very popular hashtag. And so I don't want to get lost in the hashtag. So I'll use a second one, which is new business startup. And Mm. that still helps me reach my target audience. So do you recommend to start by testing out the hashtags and seeing whether the types of videos that come up on that hashtag search seem to be the kinds of videos that you want to compete with to to ascertain whether or not you should or should not use these hashtags? You can do that. Now, I don't think that you have to be that specific. I think it's, it's worth a try to put it in a video and see what happens and then you can determine if you want to keep doing that. So you go in and you see these trending hashtags of the day or the week of the month. Is there any downside to doing copycat content at all? I mean, is there any like thing we ought to be prepared for <laughs> if for whatever reason our video like rides the wave? Is that is that a good thing always or maybe not always? So I would say the only thing I would be aware of is make sure that it doesn't taint your brand. You know, like there are songs out there where people are cursing and all that. Right. And if a person's brand is good for that, then I say, hey, go with that. But if it's going to take the brand you've been creating your whole life on Facebook and Instagram, then I would be mindful of doing that. Like they had a, a dance trend that came out last week and to a song that I absolutely love from the 2000s. And I said, well, I want to do this, but I have to change the dance because it will taint my brand. So I still, it went viral. Because it was a little bit too risque or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Very risky. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I still did it and it caused the video to go viral because that sound and that, that dance What's it's what was trending on there. I just didn't do all the things that all the young kids did. Got it. All right. So when we're doing search and we're kind of searching for people that we want to maybe model, do you recommend we follow those particular individuals so that we can start maybe tracking what they're doing? Or what do you recommend as far as like when we're in the discovery stage? Yes, I totally recommend that you follow everyone that you, you you've gone to their page. You like at least three or four of their videos, I would follow every single one of them and start letting their content kick out to you. And after a while, you'll realize, okay, either I love this person or I don't. And then you can unfollow them. That's exactly what I did to learn TikTok when I first got on. Perfect. And and do you recommend just start trying out some content and if it tanks or whatever, you can always delete it? Or do you recommend maybe just being like a lurker for a little while before you start creating content? So I would definitely say lurk for a little while. That way you can see what is happening and you can get comfortable with what's happening there. I would encourage you to to create a piece of content and then click on drafts and saving it into your drafts. And when you're ready, hit publish. Now, here's the thing. You never want to delete a TikTok video. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Because the algorithm hates it. It's kind of like when you delete a video, it's kind of telling TikTok, hey, we can't trust your content because you delete it. 
And so your next set of videos, the views will be extremely low because you deleted your video. Huh. Can you make it private or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. Is that what you recommend? Yep. If you don't like it, make it private or is that also a no-no? No, I would absolutely make it private. Okay, cool. So let's talk about content strategy in particular. Like what ought we do? You know, there's a lot of businesses listening right now, a ton of them. And they're trying to figure out, all right, well, we know we can do copycat content. We know we can do educational content, blah, blah, blah. But maybe you could give us some examples of um, businesses or entrepreneurs that you think are doing things right. Maybe even some of the stuff that you're doing, just so people can kind of in their mind visualize how this might work for their business. Absolutely. So just recently, um, I did a video where I came on screen and there was text. and I used the trending sound and all that. And the text overlay said, aren't you the lady that helps people get to $10,000 a month? Because that's what I do in my business. And so then the text changed that says, yes, I am. And it was just a quick seven second video. But as a business consultant, I know that what most people want to do is make money. So if I'm if I'm throwing it out there to the world, this is what I do. That's going to make more people respond to me. Well, in a matter of seven days, we hit 1.6 million views on the video what? and added 50,000 followers in seven days. That is crazy. So wait a second. In that particular video, did you actually say anything or was it just music playing in the background? What was it exactly that you had? I know you had the words up on the screen, like, uh, aren't you the woman that helps people get 10,000 a day? And then, yes, I am. Were you saying anything or were you just like smiling or what were you doing in the video itself? I said nothing. So there was the text. And within the uh, second one, I came on screen and I smiled real big. And then I did what's called the woe. It's like a real quick dance. And I just, and I did the woe. And then I threw up the peace sign and walked off. That was it. Where in the world did you come up with that idea? I saw somebody else do it, but it was more so of them saying hi to people. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to say hi. I'm going to talk about what I do as a business and see what this video can do. Kaboom. Ah, now that was this considered copycat or is this something just inspired by another video that you saw? So that's, uh, that's considered copycat because the sound and the way that that person came on screen and then went off screen is exactly what I did. I just chose to use it as business content versus just this hot guy saying hi to everybody. Now, is there something you need to do to kind of like indicate to TikTok that this is copy? How do they know? You know, I mean, like, do you have to like add some sort of, you have to go to the original video and like click a button that says copycat or how, how do they know that this is somehow part of that trend? Yeah. So every single video, typically, if there's music in the lower right hand corner, there's a circle and it's usually spinning. And when it's spinning, that's a sound. Either someone has done a voiceover or it's music. And so I clicked it on that guy's video. And then there's a little red button at the bottom that says use this audio. Mm. So I clicked on use this audio and then I did what I did on screen. And that was it. Got it. So as long as you use the audio track from the original, then somehow TikTok knows that this is part of that that stream or whatever, and you can ride that wave. Very fascinating. What other kinds of content examples can you share with us? So what have I seen? I saw where there was a, a doctor during the, the beginning stages of the pandemic, a doctor out of New York. He was doing all these trending dances. However, he was delivering the most brutal information to us. He was talking to us about what was happening with COVID and what we should be expecting. And like he was debunking any kind of fake news while he was dancing. And so his vi all his videos went viral. One, because he was using the sound. 
he was doing the trending dance. But because of the, the hashtags and the seriousness of the text that was popping up, everybody was sharing his content. So you can do something serious like that, or you can do something as easy as here's my bunny. So what I'm hearing you say from a lot of these examples is the the words are not necessarily spoken by you. They are written by you on top of the video. Is that generally how it works on TikTok? So it just depends. I do a lot of videos where I'm actually talking and then I have the, the text overlay that disappears. But many times people aren't saying anything. They're just coming on screen and you, you're, you're reading. Now, you said that you can go up to 60 seconds. In what situation does it make sense to go longer with your content? When you have multiple tips. So if you are delivering a piece of content and it's just going to be juicy good, let's just say you are a real estate agent and you're showing us these million dollar homes. We want to watch all the way to the end of that. Or you are flipping houses and you're showing us here's the house before and then you're showing us the end. Also, we've got these soldiers coming home videos. We're waiting to see the reaction. But in addition to that, as marketers, if you're saving your juiciest piece of content for the last one and you tell us that in the beginning of the video, like, for example, I have three ways you can make a million dollars in a year. Make sure you stay for the last tip. The last one is juicy. Then it makes everybody watch all the way to the end. Perfect. Now, how long does it take you to make these videos on average? I would say probably two minutes. You know, most times when I'm at home at night, I'm kind of scrolling, looking for content, but maybe two minutes. And how often are you actually making videos? So I post about <laughs> four to eight TikToks a day. Is that recommended or are you kind of uh, an anomaly? <laughs> I think that the marketers that are trying to grow their TikToks extremely fast to be able to ride the wave of all the Americans coming to the app now that, you know, TikTok is doing well. I think we're the ones that are like we're we're creating content like crazy because we understand that when people start coming to the app, all of our content is going to push in their in their face. But the average person is probably doing two to three a day. OK, so no matter what this is more than most of these social platforms because most people are not producing two to three a day on any other platform, right? So maybe an Instagram story, but this is something totally different. So how in the world do you figure out what you're going to post? I mean, that you've got to have a strategy or a plan or something like, what do you do exactly to come up with that much content? So I, I scroll a lot on TikTok in general, you know, whether it's on my lunch break or I'm waiting for a meeting or I'm just at home instead of watching TV, I'm scrolling. When I see pieces of content and I laugh at it or I see how many likes that video got or views, I screenshot it and I save the audios. And, and in the morning when I come into work, I look at my phone and go, OK, which one of the ones that I like from last night? And I look at the top three that I feel like would go viral if I redo them. And those are the ones that I redo. And I, that's the first thing I do when I get to the office. So by screenshotting them, does that mean you can go back to that user and kind of locate that video and watch it again a couple of times to try to model it? Is that the idea? That's exactly what I do. So they don't allow you the easy way to save the content, really. Um, so by screenshotting it, that's kind of your way of bookmarking it for yourself to be able to go back to it, right? Yeah, well, they have a feature where you can save it. It's just for me and my little brain, for whatever reason, I, I just screenshot it. Okay, perfect. Now, what's the upside? Like, what's the business connection? Like, we know you can get a lot of uh, viewers on these videos, but how do we actually move those people from watching these videos to maybe you know, getting on our email list or direct messaging us or something along those lines, because I would imagine it's one thing to just get passive viewers, but it's another thing to get them to take some sort of action. Do you have any thoughts on how we can accomplish that? 
Absolutely. So I do a bunch of different things. Um, in that one video where I hit 1.6 million views in seven days, I said, aren't you that lady? But also at the bottom of that, what was kind of like on my waist was text that said, send me a DM. Mm. And so I ended up with about 4,000 direct messages on TikTok, but also because my Instagram handle is in my TikTok profile, I ended up gaining like 2,000 new followers from TikTok to my Instagram page and they DM me as well. Can anybody DM? How does that work on TikTok? Yes. So if you're friends with them, they're in your direct DM, like you can see them immediately. But if they're not friends with you, then they go into a box that's called messages from people you don't know, but you still get a notification that you've got a message in there. So what exactly did you tell them to DM you about? Like what, what were they DMing you and what exactly did you do with that? Whatever they DM'd you. So basically I was saying, if you want to learn how to make X amount of dollars, send me a DM. And, and, and my goal was to be able to communicate with them because I knew I would get thousands of comments and I don't want to have to go through all the comments. And so when every person DM me, most of them said, Hey, I saw the video. How can you help me get to $10,000 in my business? And then I just started having communication. Now, as the video blew up, I had to create some kind of script to give them the basics of who I am and what I do. And those that were interested in in what I do then started having a whole detailed business conversation. And I've gotten hundreds of people on my email list as a result. So do they make it easy for you to copy and paste information uh, into uh, the DMs or do you have to hand type that in every time or how does that work exactly? You are able to copy and paste 100%. So you just wrote something, stuck it in your notepad or whatever uh, on your iPhone and then just pasted it in there. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Absolutely. And then you can link in your profile to just one source or multiple sources or how does that work exactly? So TikTok has its way of when it allows you to do certain things. It used to be where you would get access to a clickable link once you hit a thousand followers. Well, they've changed it and we don't know what that number is. So when you first start, you have access to just the TikTok platform. Once you hit a thousand, then you get access to going live. And then eventually at some point, then you're able to put your YouTube channel and your Instagram uh, channel, and then people can click and go and, and visit you in those places. Is there anything else that we have not mentioned that you wanted to mention specifically about content and TikTok? Yeah. So the number one thing that I would tell people is that when you go into the platform and you start creating this content, I know that your goal is to get followers, yes, but to be able to build your business. And so I would tell people that as you're creating these videos, that in your video, you want to do a couple things. Tell people to send you a direct message or tell them to go to your Instagram page or drive them to your freebies, your podcast or your YouTube channel. Don't be afraid of driving people to the place you want to drive them to. Like they will go like it's just they will do it. You just have to be intentional. Outstanding. Kenya, where can people discover you on TikTok and where can they discover you off of TikTok if they choose to want to do that as well? Where do you want to send them? Yeah, so I would definitely say come and follow me on Instagram, which is Kenya Kelly, K-E-E-N-Y-A-K-E-L-L-Y. And my website is KenyaKelly.com. And that gives you all my social links as well, even to TikTok. Got it. Perfect. Kenya Kelly, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your awesome insights and demystifying TikTok because so many people are like, wow, I can do that. I didn't know I could do that. Exactly. (laughs) Really appreciate you sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much, Michael. Hey, I hope you found a lot of value in today's episode. If there's anything we mentioned and you missed it, 
You can find it at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 434. If you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button. If you've been a longtime listener, tell your friends about the show. I am at Stelsner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.